Welcome to the Consulting Pipeline Podcast. So how about this? How about if we have this be really cool accent week on the Consulting Pipeline Podcast? By that, I mean not my accent, but guests with really cool accents. So I'm going to let you listen to an interview I did with Elaine Chotard. I'm sure I'm doing terrible, terrible job on the name pronunciation there. Elaine has a really interesting story about specializing, and in particular, uh, specializing in an area that enabled him to do really profitable training. Hi, Elaine. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for joining me today. Um, Let's start with the standard, who are you and what do you do question. Sure. So my name is Alan, and I'm a, a freelance web developer, web consultant, and also technical trainer. Uh, so this activity is something I started uh, over five, six years ago. Uh, back then, I was still employed, and I decided to start freelancing on the side. And after a few months, I thought, oh, this is promising. I can probably go full-time with this. So the business started growing a little bit. And back then, I was just doing web development, basically. So any, um, any startup, any small business trying to do something, get started, they had no clue how to do it. I would just get, uh, get on board and build, uh, build an app for them, a website from scratch, and do everything. So I didn't have any particular focus at that point. I was just basically doing anything, which yeah. when we start freelancing, we just try to, you know, <laughs> get clients, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, sure. That's job number one when you start. Exactly. <laughs> so my goal was to get my pipeline uh, full as much as I could. And, and this was fine. Uh, I, I stopped uh, my full-time job, started freelancing full-time, in 2013, 14, okay. and, um, and things were, were pretty good. But then, you know, when we freelance, there was always this, uh, uh, you can land a big contract for six months, one year, and then everything's good. Mm-hmm. And, and then you don't do a lot of business development in the meantime. So when right. this contract disappears and you're like oh what am i what i'm going to do next and (laughs) and you start looking for clients so sometimes you get lucky you get a couple more and things keep going but uh, my main uh, my main issue with that was how to make this more professional in a way Mm -hmm. meaning how to have my my own pipeline how to make sure that i always have work no matter what and that this could be a a task that i keep doing in the background no matter what Uh and uh and never even worry about it just making sure that this would happen naturally and um so that was my focus for for basically this year 2017 how to get better at this how to improve uh well my my positioning and how how i'm selling myself okay so we're talking at towards the end of december 2017 Uh and here's what i'd like to do like i know a little bit more about what's going on in your business than the audience does right now Mm -hmm. so i'd like to uh, tease them with a sort of snapshot of how things are now and then I'd, i'd love to talk into Talk more about what changed. How did you get from six months contracts, 
freaking out a little bit or maybe a lot if you're like me <laughs> when you get to the end of the contract and there's no work there. Um, how did you get from there to where you are now? So let's start with uh, just a quick snapshot of what do things look like now? Uh, so right now, things look pretty good. Uh, I'm, I'm very busy, <laughs> which is the good news. Mm -hmm. uh, Money-wise, things have never been better than they are right now. Uh, mm. 2017, from a strict income perspective, is 50% more than last year. Oh, wow. So plus 50% is, is big. <laughs> Indeed. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that's something I'm, I'm very happy with. And, and on top of all that, I would say that I've been working probably less in 2017 than what I was doing last year. Okay. Um, so that's, that's even better. <laughs> so that, that would be an increase in profitability, right? More, more revenue, less, exactly. less yeah. time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And and so one of the ways I got there is by, and it was really one of my goals for for this year is well, instead of you know selling my time doing hourly billing and, sell, and basically selling forty hours of my time every single week, I would try to get into retainer contracts okay. where people would you know use my services to on a monthly basis and say well for one month I'll be here to help you and help you build things. You can ask me questions anytime, but I'm not selling hours. I'm selling access to, right. uh, to, to my expertise, basically. Right, yeah. And, and now, obviously, this is something very difficult, if not impossible, to do if you have a very global positioning. Right. Because if you say, I can do anything, then you can answer any question about anything, and it just doesn't sound right because nobody does that. <laughs> right. Nobody knows everything about everything. So in order to make this happen, uh, the key was really to improve my positioning and focusing on things that I actually was already doing in the past. It's just that that's not the way I would present my business or what I did to, to everybody. Um, so what, what was that thing that you were doing that was kind of in the background? So what was in the background is that when I started freelancing four or five years ago, um, my, the main, my main stack for getting things done was Angular plus uh, any kind of backend, could be PHP, Node. Uh, mm -hmm. The backend was more depending on what my client was doing, but the frontend was always Angular mm -hmm. just because I was good with it and it allowed me to get things done very fast. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of experience with Angular, and I realized that Angular was very hot in, in the market. Mm -hmm. uh, people were looking for Angular expertise all over the place. Uh, and and I, all of my contracts, all of my clients for the past four years have been, it, it, it's all been Angular work. Mm -hmm. So I was very good with Angular. Uh, I also started the Sacramento Angular meetup group a while mm -hmm. ago, uh, three, over three years ago. And basically, all of, all of what I was doing on a daily basis was around Angular, but this was not the key thing that you would figure out when looking at my website or my LinkedIn profile or, or anything, okay. which was weird. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. But we, we all do that to start out. That's very common. Yeah. And, and, and so uh, this year, what I did was, well, what I'm really doing is I'm, I'm teaching people on how, how to use Angular. I'm helping them with Angular projects. So why not go all the way and just position myself as the Angular guy? And, um, and 
I went through this process of brainstorming and, and your book, The Positioning Manual, helped me a lot mm-hmm. uh, to do all of this exercise, you know, the ideal types of clients, the ones I don't want to work with anymore, uh, the kind of work I want to do, the kind of work I don't want to do anymore. And going through all of these different steps, I, I came up with the idea that I had to to become the Angular guy. Uh-huh. So I, I bought uh, the domain angulartraining.com. Yeah, can I stop you real quick there? Yeah. The, mm-hmm. That was available. Did somebody else own it? Did you have to buy it from them? Oh, so someone else was owning it, uh-huh. and it was on sale for over uh, over a thousand bucks. Okay. So it was it was expensive, but it was still in reach. Okay. And and my take was uh, so when you do technical training, which I started doing in 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 the in the meantime, in its four years. Uh-huh. So I should probably get back to that at some point. Sure. <laughs> But um, uh, yeah, technical training, you know, if you get to one client, you're, it's basically at over five times what I would pay for, uh, for, for the domain. Right. So my take was if I buy this thing and get just one client out of it, then it's, it's all good. My return over investment is like 500%. Right. So there was, it was very low risk. So I said, okay, yeah. let's go with this, buy the domain and just position everything that way from now on. So I got the logo designed uh, for Angular training, uh, business cards, everything, and, and LinkedIn. And, and now everything is really positioned on what I do with Angular, which is helping web development teams getting started with Angular. Okay. So how, lo- how long did this part of the process take? Where So you made the decision... Mm-hmm. You know, we we talked a little bit before that. You, you you did some additional thinking. It sounds like, and then made the decision, and then you set up the website and everything. Are we talking a few days or a few months to to get that all going, or what, what did um, that look like? So overall, it it probably took a couple of months okay. just to get everything uh, all of my ducks in a row uh, okay. with you know website, LinkedIn, and and, and all of that. Um, so it, it, it was fairly quick, I think. Um, and obviously, I was doing that in, in parallel of uh, working with my clients and, right. and everything. So it was not a full-time uh, project. It was just, you know, repositioning in the background, kind of. Right, yes. Um, so I, I think it was pretty fast. And, um, and all of the content I would build to support that business so you know mm-hmm. blogging public speaking all of that would would basically um using good training as as a platform kind of so that right. was uh so I, I started speaking publicly outside of my own meetup i tried to apply at conferences to speak and i did that and mm-hmm. and it just worked great because when you position on something very specific people just know you're the right person. If, if you answer any of their needs, they're mm-hmm. going to just get to you. And, and the difference it makes in terms of dealing with a client or lead, or lead at first is just huge. Uh, things that I never expected. Yeah. Um, one basic example of that is uh, when I was doing regular uh, freelancing, I would say. So global, any kind of... Um, when I would get any kind of client, basically, for money, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the first step would be to go through some kind of interviews. They would ask for my resume and all that. Yeah. Now, with my new positioning, this never happens anymore. Oh. I, I never have to give a resume. 
because, well, there is enough proof on my website, on my profile and all that, that if people need someone to learn Angular and get their team started with Angular, I, I'm, the, I'm the right guy to do it. Yeah. So that's, that's a great feeling because people call me, it's basically, when can you start? Right. And how do we pay you? Which is, yeah. wow. <laughs> that's, that's a dramatic change. It, yeah. <laughs> it's, I think people can imagine what that feels like, but you, you have to take, I think, my word and probably your word for it, that the first time that happens, you, you, you think you've died and gone to heaven, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, I, I'm looking at your website and you've got this block of logos towards the bottom, uh -huh. towards the bottom of angulartraining.com. And I just want people who are listening to this to know these are household names. Um, you know, some of the biggest banks, some of the biggest telecommunication companies, some of the biggest media companies in the country are listed as your, your training clients. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, how did you so quickly, it, I mean, it, it seems quick and it's not that I doubt it at all, but it's, it's very impressive. How did you so quickly get such great uh, clients as as clients yeah that, that's a very good question and and the thing is so all of this didn't happen in the last six months or even mm -hmm. in the in the two months of really focusing on the new positioning mm -hmm. but what i what i got better at is basically building upon the years of angular work that i've done before uh -huh. So building a better portfolio out of that, getting feedback from my former clients uh, in a written way so that I can just now send that to anyone who wants to hire my services, have what I call my hall of fame of, <laughs> of feedback <laughs> from clients. Right. And I can just send it to anybody and, and that's proof, right? That uh, I'm, I'm legit. Yeah. And, uh, and all of the different talks I've been doing for my meetup, uh, Basically, you know, trying to get some metrics. All of the talks I've been doing, getting all of my slides, putting that online somewhere, and um, and and when people look at it, they say, "Oh, you've 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 done a lot of things." So it, it's much easier to get to work with any kind of company once you have ample proof that you're just the right person. Yeah. Uh, and four years ago, I would not work be able to work with any of these clients. They would not trust me. Yeah. Uh, now it's just, you know, you get one, one big corporate client, you get this big logo, and then it helps get the second and then the third one and then just become natural and easy in a way. <laughs> yeah, right. So how, how do you do lead generation? Like how do people, how do new prospective clients hear about you or find out about you? Um, so it's LinkedIn has been very good from my perspective, LinkedIn has been one of the main ways to get leads. Uh -huh. uh, so my LinkedIn, my LinkedIn profile works very, very, very nicely. Um, the website, not so much, but uh -huh. now that I have this um, very precise positioning, I'm getting leads from my website, which never happened before. Never, mm. never, never, ever. Mm -hmm. Now I'm getting maybe twice, three times a month, someone would get in touch with me through the website. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's, that's, a, that's a huge improvement as well. Yeah. And uh, so I spoke at a conference for the first time in September mm -hmm. and I got a 
client one month later and that person was sitting in the room when I did my talk mm. and he liked it and he got in touch with me and that was a, a new client for me. And um, so my key is really content marketing. Okay. Uh, I, I wouldn't know how to sell myself other by showing what I know how to do and what I've done in the past. That's, that's basically my main way to drive new leads and new clients. So all of the talks I've done for my meetup in the past, the conference stuff, uh, my blog posts about Angular, my tutorials and all that, that's everything I use to, well, for people to get to know me. And, um, and then they know that if they need someone to get started with Angular, they know, oh, I know this guy. I saw one of his uh, blog posts or I saw one of his video courses and, and, probably some word of mouth that I don't even know happens uh, helps as well. Yeah. Okay. So when you were uh, right before you finally uh, made this decision, what sort what kind of things were going through your head? What doubts did you have about um, narrowing down? What fears did you have about making this transition? Um, so the two main fears are, I guess, what every freelancer would go through at this point is, is this a big enough of a market for me to be able to, 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 to make a living out of it? Mm-hmm. And, and the second one was, uh, what about the competition? If okay. I decide to be Angular only, there's going to be bigger Angular guys than me out there. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> so how do I deal with them now? Um, so these were my two concerns mm-hmm. um, regarding competition I actually realized that nobody does what I do <laughs> so many people will market themselves as angular developers or, mm-hmm. or do angular training consulting mm-hmm. but mine is more focused on people who just get started with angular ah. so you start a new project you have no idea how to uh, architect your app Developers are not even trained very much, just an architecture decision to use Angular. Nobody's trained. There's, uh, things have to happen very quick. That's basically where people would get in touch with me and I would make things happen. Mm-hmm. So this is very different from hiring a guy to be around for one year and help build a project. Just getting things started, being there at the beginning to make sure they have all of the fundamentals to get started. So this you know, helps, and uh, I don't think I have any competition in that market. <laughs> while we're talking about competition, do you see, um, you know, training providers like uh, I don't know Linda or um, you know other kind of online course providers mm-hmm. as competition for what you do, or do your clients see what you do with in-person training or high-touch personalized training? Do they see that as a different category of? Um, type of training than, than like online courses? Mm-hmm. So they definitely see it as something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, online courses would be more something that an individual developer would do to, to learn something by themselves. Okay. Um, but bigger corporations, they'll they, they probably never pay for a thousand Linda licenses for all of their developers. They want right. to book a training room with 20 people inside and a technical trainer who comes over to get things done so that they all take the time to sit down for a week and learn everything. Uh, So that's the main difference between the two. So I don't see that as 
competition. And okay. I actually do video courses uh, with publishers like Linda um, as, as another, uh, an extension to, to the training I do on site or in right. person, basically. Okay. So you had this, also this concern about market size. And how did you address that concern? Um, so the, the thing about market size is as developers, we, we, don't, we don't think about the bigger picture too much. And, and the thing is, I was thinking, oh, the market has to be big enough for me to be able to exist in here. But I don't need 100 different companies to be looking for an Angular expert right now. I just need one or two to make a living. <laughs> right. At any given time, I just work with one, one or two clients. Right. And, uh, and so there was always someone looking for, some, for, for somebody to, to, to help them. I actually have to say no to clients more often than I have to say yes. Right. So competition size of the market is not really an issue because if you if you position in a, if you're positioned in a way that that's really uh, sharp enough, mm-hmm. there's always going to be someone, and you don't need thousands of people who need you, just a couple of them, basically. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the market size is not a, a static thing. It's it's changing all the time as companies say, "Oh, we've got to use Angular, so exactly. we're going mm-hmm. to." need training to do that. And uh, so new, the market expands with new people coming in. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, not everybody learns at the same times. Yeah. So I have a two part question. It's a little bit of a trick question, but the first part is, do you know everything that there is to know about Angular? (laughs) That's that's a very good one. (laughs) (laughs) That's a yes or no question. Um, So the answer is no. Okay, so here's the second part. How do you have, how do you have the confidence to uh, be a trainer if you don't know everything that there possibly is to know about Angular? Um, so I guess confidence comes from public exposure uh, through mm-hmm. my meetups, through the, mm-hmm. all of the talks I've been doing, all of the clients I've been working with. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you do this over and over again, you realize that there are some common problems that people are trying to solve. And you always, 90% of the time, the questions I get when I do training are the same. Mm-hmm. So basically, you get good at all of these different areas. And of course, myself, in order to feel like I'm, I'm really the expert I'm, I'm advertising to be. I just read a lot of stuff, blog. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, every single minute I've available is spent reading, learning, expanding my knowledge, trying new libraries and, and all that, which is also much easier to do when you position on just one single thing. Right, <laughs> right. Because exactly. I know I'm just going to focus on Angular, so I follow all of the blogs there is to follow, all of the video stuff that gets around Angular, all of the news. So I have my own Google alerts. I just want to know everything there is to know about it. Right. It, it changes on a daily basis. So you, you can never know 100% of everything there is to know. But uh, it, I'm probably at, I don't know, 95, 96. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I said it's a trick question is no one could know everything there is to know about any subject. And exactly. it, doesn't, it doesn't matter because what, you, what you've told me is that you see, uh, there's this eight idea of the 80-20 rule, right? Like uh-huh, um, uh-huh. 
and you've sort of seen the 80% of the questions out there yeah. that, that are going to happen and uh, you're ready to handle those. So the feeling that people get that they're working with an expert is, um, you know, they, they maintain that feeling, I suspect. Yeah. And, and the other thing is when I start my training, I always tell people it's not about knowing everything there is to know about Angular because we cannot achieve that in one week. There's way too much things, to, too many things to know. It's more about the process on how to work with these new frameworks that change pretty much on a weekly basis. There's a new release of Angular pretty much every week. Right. So if you want to stay on top of things, you have to adopt a new process, which was not the case with other languages like Java. I've been doing Java 10 years ago, and I can still code in Java today. There's no... I mean, it changed a little bit, but that's still fine. Angular is completely different. You have to always be willing to learn, always be willing to go to the documentation online. And as a result, you you can never say, I know everything about this technology. It's more learning a process on how to work with it. And that's what I'm trying to teach, basically, when I... When I'm with people, um, but yeah, it's 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 actually the concern of knowing everything is 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 really not uh, not a valid one. And once you've worked with a couple of clients and done some training, you quickly realize that yeah, this eighty twenty rule, of course, uh, is is real. People have most people have exactly the same needs, and they only ever going to use like fifty or sixty percent of Angular. Yeah. So if you know ninety percent plus, you're basically good to go <laughs> yeah you're, you're 10 times the expert they actually need or something yeah, like yeah. that. i'm not sure the math works out but you're you're significantly more knowledgeable than you actually need to be exactly yeah it, it's knowing the right 50 percent that matters so um i, I want to not go over the 30 minutes i asked for uh so i have one more question and then i'd like to wrap up um that question was it seems like the meetup that you started maybe had an important role in helping you bootstrap this whole thing. Like maybe you did not know at the time that it was going to be important. Uh-huh. Um, did that play a significant role, this meetup in Sacramento that you started? Uh, yes, I, I believe it did play a significant role. Um, How? So it, it helped in many different ways. And it's really about the content marketing. So all of this talks I've been making at the meetup, so a lot of public speaking, mm-hmm. which made me create a lot of content. Right. So all of this content, I could use it then later to do some technical training. So that's how I got started with technical training. Uh, thanks to the meetup, mm-hmm. I got I an see. opportunity to do some technical training and people said, well, I saw you at the meetup, you're doing pretty good, you're a good teacher. I have this client who wants a one-week training for Angular, they don't have enough people to do it, could you do it? And mm-hmm. that's basically, I said, oh yeah, sure. And that's how I got started with technical training. So this happened basically thanks to the meetup. Very interesting. And no, uh, and no one asked you to, to start the meetup, you just said, uh, you know, this is something I want to do. Yeah. And and, and it, it led to these other opportunities, it sounds like. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So the meetup yeah, is something I decided to do, well, mostly for marketing purposes. Uh-huh. Uh, back then, I was new in Sacramento. I didn't know anybody in California. I thought, well, if, if I want people to know about me, that's a good way to get out there and force myself to do something at least once a month so that uh, I can get some 
clients and and people know about me and refer me to other people and, and all that mm-hmm. um which works uh, i still get some clients from from the meetup but uh it's more the side effects uh, yeah. like you know getting into technical training uh i also did a couple of video courses for an editor and they found me via linkedin but they were interested in having me doing tech training because of the meetup as well so so that i did a lot of public speaking so you know speaking for one hour in front of an audience or doing it in front of a webcam being recorded for a video course is is not that different yeah Uh, so that's how i got started with uh publishing as well with with video courses uh, so yeah, the meetup to me is definitely very important and, and was a huge part of making things happen. But it's not an overnight thing. Uh, if you start a meetup today, you're, gonna ha- you're not going to have clients tomorrow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but over months, then uh, things happen, definitely. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, well, Alan, Alan um, if, if people want to hire you, um, where should they go? But also, would it be okay if others who are sort of going through the same journey <laughs> reach out to you and ask questions? I'm sure that there are some questions that folks have. Oh, yeah, sure. No problem. Okay. I'm always open for any question, always happy to help. Uh, so my website is angulartraining.com. Uh, okay. That's the easiest way to find me, and there's a section to get in touch with me uh, down there. So that's, uh, that's basically the easiest way to... Uh, to get in touch and uh, and to see what this Angular training thing is all about. Awesome. Well, um, I just want to add to that that I think your your website is a wonderful example of a web presence that very clearly articulates a a good market position. It, it, it you know as I, I was looking at it as we were speaking, and it, I just think it does everything right. And so that I also want to point out to folks that. Uh, that's just a good example to look at for someone who's got this sort of platform position, who's developed real expertise and is actually attracting clients as a result. So I hope folks will check out angulartraining.com. Alan, thank you so much for taking the time to talk, speak with me. I, I really, really appreciate it. Well, thank you.